0: Greetings! Thank you all for returning to this week's new study episode titled New Birth to Joy and Holiness Part 2. I am Pastor John, welcoming our returning global audience of unchurched self-study people, as well as those who are part of a church. For anyone looking for great depths in God's Word with a stronger personal study. We also extend a warm welcome. To all our new listeners here for the first time, thank you all for listening. May you all be blessed with God. Please note, to those of you in the United States, happy 4th of July. We hope you have a safe and great celebration. Also, check out our show notes for a link to Pandora, our newest host. We are very pleased that we can now be found on our new and very popular host, Andorra. Last week, June 27th, we opened our summer series in 1st and 2nd Peter. Our summer series is titled, What We Need to Know or Reaffirm. Our first study in this series is titled, New Birth to Joy and Holiness last week we studied part 1 of our first scripture passage found in first peter chapter 1 verses 1 through 9 this has already shown itself to be a power packed study we cannot fully delve into these scripture passages in just 3 parts so keep studying last week we found the word meaning for elect is defined, chosen, or designated by God to salvation, predestinate to glory as the end, and to sanctification as the means selected, set apart, as a peculiar church and people. Do you feel chosen, selected, even set apart as a peculiar person? This week, we dig deeper into the book of 1 Peter, verses 1 through 9. As a reminder, our previous episodes were a bit different because of the subject matter in the book of Exodus. We now return to our format of no more than three parts to any section of Scripture we realize that we may not fully capture the scripture of study our primary hope is this study method causes you to more fully dive into the scripture passage of discussion to discern even more things for yourself so that you become stronger in christ this week our scripture reads from peter an apostle of Jesus Christ, to those temporarily residing abroad in Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, the province of Asia, and Bithynia, who are chosen according to the foreknowledge of God the Father by being set apart by the Spirit for obedience and for sprinkling with Jesus Christ's blood. May grace and peace be yours, in full measure, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. By his great mercy, he gave us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, that is, into an inheritance, imperishable, undefiled, and unfading. It is reserved in heaven for you. Who by God's power are protected through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. This brings you great joy, although you may have to suffer for a short time in various trials. Such trials show the proven character of your faith, which is much more valuable than gold, gold that is tested by fire. Even though it is passing away, and will bring praise and glory and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. You have not seen him, but you love him. You do not see him now, but you believe in him, and so you rejoice with an indescribable and glorious joy, because you are attaining the goal of your faith the salvation of your souls we want to take a special note of verse 4. The complete thought starts as a new sentence in verse 3 and ends in verse 5. I will therefore read that portion of scripture so we have a more specific understanding. It reads, By his great mercy he gave us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, that is, into an inheritance imperishable, undefiled, and unfading. It is reserved in heaven for you, who by God's power are protected through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. What we want to look at more is verse 4 that says, into an inheritance imperishable, undefiled, and unfading. If we are saved in Christ, we have an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading. What is that inheritance? Being imperishable, undefiled, and unfading means it is not something we will experience or hold in this perishable Defiled and fading life. It is something we do not have now because it is our inheritance. Hopefully, you have this understanding well at this point. Continuing Who are the regenerate ones? This is the most accurate description of those we call today saved, or Christian, born again, or converted to Christ. Keep this in mind as we continue. This is a further explanation of the, quote, lively hope, unquote, or hope laid up in heaven, which regenerate ones are begotten to. It is an, quote, inheritance, end quote, a large estate, a rich possession. They are born heirs apparent to what is not to be got by industry or obtained by the works of the law? For they that are of the law are not heirs. But what is the pure bequest and free gift of God as a father to his children? For an inheritance is proper and peculiar to children, nor does it belong to any but them. And it comes to them through the death of the testator, Christ, and of it the Holy Spirit is the pledge. From the New John Gill's exposition of the entire Bible. Notice what commentary said. This is a further explanation of the, quote, lively hope, end quote, or hope laid up in heaven, which regenerate ones, Are begotten to, it is an inheritance. Notice, we, God's children who are saved by Him through grace and mercy, the regenerated ones, have a, quote, lively hope, end quote, defined as a, quote, hope laid up in heaven, end quote. Now, notice, only Quote, Regenerate ones end quote, are begotten to this inheritance. Commentary also told us this inheritance is a quote, large estate and rich possession. End quote. Who receives this large estate and rich possession? Commentary says they are born heirs apparent to what is not to be gotten by industry or obtained by the works of the law. That sets a standard as to who is and who is not one who inherits this inheritance. While not stating it directly, it strongly tells us that those who are unsaved do not acquire this inheritance given we are told that this inheritance is located in heaven. Therefore, this inheritance is for those who are saved by Christ, by his grace and mercies. We can clearly understand this because we have to be born heirs to receive this inheritance. The problem is that we need to be born again to be born heirs to this inheritance. Our natural birth gets us nothing of heavenly value in this life. Our sin nature prevents us from having an inheritance. Thus, we need to be saved in Christ, by Christ, born again, born heirs, in order to have and eventually obtain our inheritance spoken about here in scripture and commentary. For greater clarity, we can see this as an inheritance for a specific group of people. Commentary told us this fact, what is not to be got by industry or obtained by the works of the law, for they that are of the law are not heirs. There you are. It does not get any clearer than that. Commentary sums this up for us nicely as it says, For if we are sons, then heirs, incorruptible, not like earthly treasures, undefiled, pure and holy, incapable of being itself defiled or of being enjoyed by any polluted soul and that fades not away, that never decays in its value, sweetness, or beauty like all the enjoyments of this world, like the garlands of leaves or flowers with which the ancient conquerors were wont to be crowned, reserved in heaven for you, who, quote, by patient continuance in well-doing Seek for glory and honor and immortality. Now, notice this treasure is not for us now in this life. It is, quote, reserved in heaven for you. It is not a treasure we will enjoy here, but when we are with Christ in heaven. Commentary confirms this notion. This inheritance is prepared, laid up, and secured in the hands of Christ, their extensive landed property retained by the owner, Christ, for his own use, who has it in trust for them, and with whom they are co heirs and it is safe for them, quote, in heaven, end quote, out of the reach of men and devils. This serves to commend the inheritance, to set forth the excellency of it, lying in such a place as heaven, for the situation of an inheritance adds oftentimes to the valuableness of it and also the safety and security of it, it is safe being in heaven, and more so as it is in Christ's hands there. From the New John Gill's exposition of the entire Bible. So there it is. Our inheritance of a large estate and rich possession is safe from all the ills of this life that can cause anything of value for an inheritance or not, to decay, to rust, to corrode, and lose its value. Neither can it be corrupted by anything earthly that corrupts so many things in this life of any value. Nor can it be corrupted by the evil one. By example, a car is a great cost and value for only a time. It decays, it rusts, It even falls apart in its older age, requiring it to be replaced. Such is not the case with our inheritance laid up in heaven, waiting for us to come home as saved or as His regenerated ones to receive it. Let us read this passage again to refresh our memories. By this great mercy, He gave us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, that is, into an inheritance imperishable, undefiled, and unfading. It is reserved in heaven for you, who by God's power are protected through faith for a salvation ready to be. Revealed in the last time. Notice verse 5. Who by God's power are protected through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. If I am already saved, a regenerate one, then why is my salvation, quote, To be revealed in the last time. What is this last time? And we say that we, today, are in the last time now? The answer to that question should be getting more clear as this present time moves forward. In closing, why are we kept? Who are kept, the inheritance is reserved, the heirs are kept for it, by the power of God, which works all in all, which guards us against all our enemies, through faith, through which alone salvation is both received and retained, ready to be revealed, that revelation is made in the last day from John Wesley's notes on the Bible. Notice commentary. here when it said, Who are kept? The inheritance is reserved. The heirs are kept for it. That is interesting. Commentary told us, The heirs are kept for it. If I am saved by Christ and in Christ, Then I am an heir kept for the inheritance. What does that say, or at least imply, about us losing our salvation? At the very least, the implication here is we cannot lose our salvation if we are kept for this inheritance of which we already learned is solely in heaven. Assuming this is true, This does not give us the free ticket to become saved and do whatever we want after our conversion to Christ. The book of Galatians cautions very strongly in this fashion. Notice what John Gill's exposition of the entire Bible said, that to which the saints are kept is, quote, unto salvation, end quote. Salvation is already obtained for them by the obedience and sufferings of Christ, and is applied to them in conversion by the Spirit of Christ. But the full enjoyment of it, which is here intended, is reserved for them in heaven. And to this they are kept, being heirs of it, and shall certainly possess it. That is very definite. It speaks directly to the notions and thoughts that we can lose our salvation if we add whatever negative argument that is familiar to you. While this is great news, it does not mean that we become saved in Christ and then Let it rest in that alone. We learn what works in Christ. We are to partner with him to do in these last days and then to do them regardless of how inept we seem when doing them. Walking out our salvation in this life is difficult and many times not perceived as a joyful experience. Yet Commentary has told us why this is. Commentary said, But the full enjoyment of it, which is here intended, is reserved for them in heaven. And to this they are kept, being heirs of it, and shall certainly possess it. Next week, we will delve into the scripture passage even deeper in New Birth to Joy and Holiness, Part 3, our final part. We touched on not fully possessing our salvation in its fullness. In our final part of this scripture portion, we examine this more fully. If one is saved in Christ, why is it not in its entire fullness right now? We will answer this question next week. Play or download next week's episode in our summer series New Birth to Joy and Holiness Part 3 from one of our podcast hosts or follow direct links to these platforms on our website under the podcast menu item. All Bible quotes without a citation are from the New English Translation Free Version. Also, Please check out our show notes for links to our website and other information you may want to know. This study podcast is a wholly self-funded outreach presented by the Church of the Unchurched, currently an all-electronic Boston-based outreach uniting the community of lost, searching, lonely, and forgotten in Christ. We greatly appreciate serving our international audience. God bless you all. If you are visiting for the first time, welcome and God bless you. We look forward to the return of all our faithful listeners and new listeners. Thank you all so much. Please share our podcast with family, friends, and others you believe would find it a blessing. If you are unsaved, we truly hope you will find God as well as receiving Him as Lord and Savior of your life. is found at the bottom of any episode description. If you go to our Internet homepage, under the podcast menu item, you can find many popular podcast platforms we are found on. We are located at this Internet address, unchurched.site123.me. At present, we are located on 22 podcast sites. So, you should be able to find us on a platform you like. We refresh all our feeds with every weekly episode upload on Sundays. These sites update our feed within 24 hours of our refresh. Now, may our Lord Jesus Christ Himself and God our Father who loved us and by grace gave us eternal comfort and good hope, encourage your hearts and strengthen you in every good thing you do or say. Until next week, this is Pastor John for the Church of the Unchurched.